0: Hello and welcome to Subclass Act, a solo role-playing actual play podcast. I'm your host, James Schrawl. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Subclass Act. It has been a long, long time. There's been a lot of life stuff going on. I'm not going to make a lot of excuses, but I'm glad to finally be back on the mic. Uh, So thank you for being patient with me. Um, We're going to dive right back into the action where we were the last time. So if you're not caught up, go ahead and check out the the last episode now. There's no Collins to get to at the moment, which is just as well because it took me so long to get to this. Um, And we're going to change some things up this episode. decided to change a few things up. That's uh, you know just what I do on this show. I think we've played with Traveler and the same version even of Traveler for seven straight episodes. That may be an all-time record for me on this show of recording with the same system uh, in number of episodes. Uh, It doesn't seem like much of a streak, but for me on this show, it is. So I decided because it's been so long, it was hard for me to just jump straight back into things being exactly the same. I wanna spice it up a little bit because it's been a minute. So uh, I considered a lot of different things, I've got my version of ICRPG Master Edition on the way. I thought about using that. Or my the cur- the, the current version I have right now, which is uh, Core 2E. I thought about using that. You know, I thought about even using Genesis, uh, Savage Worlds, uh, these various things. Uh, Scum and Villainy is not quite right. I haven't really gotten to try that solo yet, so I'm not ready to do that on the show. So I thought about a lot of different things. Uh, and I eventually decided to try on what I think is one of the most underrated games for me just in general uh and most underrated in the osr and most underrated in sci-fi um it's small simple game it's it's free without the art version i have the art version and i love it so much actually i bought the the physical version it was one of the influences on my game Novas and, Nebulae. Uh, and that is um dave bezio's explorers um by default it has kind of a uh like very very pulpy sci-fi Kind of feel but i mean you can really easily reskin it to everything it's, it's a small book it doesn't have that many pages the art's kind of fun it's it's 39 pages including the ogl license at the end and it's got everything you need including you know ship combat rules which we may or may not use um, some setting ideas a little sample adventure or two um, some sample monsters it's it's fairly light on the details but it's it's so quick and easy to get up and going uh that it would, it would be very easy to add anything that you wanted or to adapt it to really, to really anything. Um, so it's it's minimal in that way, but it's not lacking, at least for me, it's not lacking with flavor. It's not sterile or anything like that. It's got some fun, pulpy art. We're going to use that, actually. We're going to continue, you know, everything else, the game isn't going to be pulpier necessarily, but I'm going to use that system. Uh, and really, the only thing that we need to, to say um, is it's sort of a, it's sort of an od sort of take, um, except the bonuses go between minus two and and plus two, and there's only four skills, agility, intelligence, physique, and presence. So there is a, a class here, but you have some skills sort of as well, uh, which just means they're especially talented that anybody can try it, but they have, they're especially talented that they get some bonuses. Um, so the closest thing that, uh, to Nikola's skills are, um, Really with the soldier, so he's a soldier class. I made him level two because it's been seven episodes for a solo game. That's that's quite a bit, so I just sort of decided to milestone level him up to so level two. As a soldier, that gives him a you know a basic attack bonus bump there. You know we're talking 13 HP. Uh, I, I tried to make the stats. I rolled the 3d6 and then I just um, instead of going straight down since I had a character, I assigned them in the order that made the most sense. Uh, and so I think we're pretty good on that there's just really not a ton else to get into it's, it's it was fairly quick and easy to convert over the other thing i'm going to be doing is going back to good old mythic you know, so we'll be using the mythic gm emulator for this episode let's do it right. so if you remember last time uh the uh they narrowly avoided getting attacked by the the pirates essentially they're, they're like pirates that have taken over the space station which they needed to refuel so that's going to be a no-go and then uh, they had pretend- been pretending like the comms were jammed then the comms were really jammed and the reason it turns out uh was because the two android ships showed up so we've got a hostile space station and two android ships comms are down so they can't exactly contact the space station normally really really interesting really dangerous scenario we will get into the ship combat rules if we need them i want to keep it as narrative as possible um because i really am not sure how the francesco is going to hold up against two ships so that would that'll, certainly be something. Uh, I think we should avoid space combat at all at all if possible. Um, yeah, and I was kind of avoiding it anyways, anyways. Traveler, it, I think actually, even though I've never gotten to try it, that the vector combat would actually be really fun and, and work on a paper. It's actually not so bad. When I read it again, it's like, oh, you don't actually have to know the vector math. You just have these lines. That would be just boring to listen to on a podcast because <laughs> it's all visual. Uh, So that would be no good. Uh, And then the Cepheus system was just a little bit too much, I think, for the show. So we're going to try to keep it simple. First, though, we need to get into our first roll, which is going to be a Mythic one. Uh, So if it's been a while with Mythic, I decided to make the Chaos Factor 6. That seemed to make the most sense for where we were starting. So we're going to make a roll under our Chaos Factor to see if there's any random events of any sort. Five. So yes, there is a random event. Uh, Okay, because it's an odd number, that means it is an altered scene so um, we need to figure out what that means and I have an idea it's a little wild but I'm gonna ask it you normally don't ask for that this kind of stuff on um, altered scenes but I'm gonna do it because I, I kind of need to know um, so let's see what we've got is is this wild crazy idea? Yeah, Chaos factor six um, is this what I think it is I think that it's my idea there's no way which means there's a 25% chance of gas factor six 84. Okay, no. And actually, it's al- it's almost an extreme no. It's it's but it's a no. Okay, so um, let's see. It's an altered scene. They're obviously jumping, searching for the ship. Oh, you know what? I think I think this is what makes the most sense. So it's it's altered a bit. The reason it's altered is I thought they were the the android ships were jumping here, chasing us, and that may also in some ways be true. But actually, they probably jumped here for the space station. They're jamming communications. And so I think it's very possible that the ships don't know that the Francesco is here yet. The ship is sort of on the other side on the other side of the space station. The space station slowly orbits around um, these two really intimidating-looking alien ships here. Um, yeah, I th- let's. I guess let's see. Let's. I guess let's see what happens. So. Nicola says, um, right, everybody, everybody, stay calm, stay collected. If we're if we're smart about this, we may be able to to make it out of here. We need to play it smart. Anybody have any ideas? I think they started looking around. Um, we we obviously can't we can't jump yet. We can't jump away. We don't have the fuel." We don't wanna to get too close to the space station because the, the pirates can still try to intercept us. Well, I can think really that there are, Nicholas says, I, I can really think of two plans. Either we use the distraction of the androids to try to recover some fuel cells from the space station. We go over there in our vac suits in zero G, maneuver across and try to sneak on with, with some of us onto the space station, bring the fuel back and jump away. Or we can try to find some way of contacting and convincing the pirates to aid us in this fight against the um, against the androids. We don't really have enough spare parts for us to make it look like we died in some sort of an explosion or a fight. There's no evidence of that. I don't think they'd fall for that. Either way, I think we need to maneuver over to the space station. So This is what they decide to do. So they've got their vac suits. Um, so here's how I'm going to do this. Uh, it's this is sort of like um, Swords and Wizardry. So it, this is a Sending Armor class, and there's a saving, there's a single saving throw that you can uh, modify with your uh, your bonuses. I think what we're going to have here, uh, and you can go, you know, plus four to minus four. So I think the Francesco coasts. It's actually already pretty close to the spacer. So they don't even have to coast over. They're like kind of behind it. So they're not super far. I don't think this is going to be the hardest roll in the world, and I'm going to make this roll, it's not like if they, if they mess it up, they drift into space forever and die. On a, on a natural one, maybe I'll do that. Um, or maybe a confirmed natural, where you know I have to roll and then fail to save again or something like that. But it's going to be how, how favorable is their position. How well do they do at this thing? I think I think a skill roll is in order for that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll for uh, Nicola and and not for his compatriot here. Um, I don't think that's really interesting for the compatriot. So here's what we're gonna do. Saving throw is 14 plus. I think this is gonna be a physique roll to just to get it just right the way you know angling in just the right way that they push themselves over. They don't land too hard or go too far or whatever um, or make any sort of complication. So here comes the roll. They're, they, they're geared up. They, um, uh, Nikola grabs a, a, a mesh suit, which is a little bit of armor. Um, he's got his weapons. He's got his carbine. He's got his blade. He straps up. They go to the airlock. They open it up. Advance. They see the space station in front. They wait till the ship rolls in just the right way, as it's being pitched with the, you know, sort of the, um, the small maneuvering thrusters. And then, in the absolute silence in the, this vacuum of space, um, Nikola gives the thumbs up, and he and, and one other crew member—I um, don't know that we've named all of them—so um, maybe we'll go with one of the unnamed crew members um, here. And the two of them jump off um, on this mission. They're going to have to d- decide whether they're what they're going to try to do: find the fuel or see if they convince the pirates. I think in his head. I think Nikola's leaning towards getting the fuel and getting out of there. But if they get in a bind, maybe they can fall back on trying to uh, band with the pirates here. So, here they go. Here they jump. Here's the roll. I need a 14 plus um, in order to, to do this fully successfully. Okay. Uh, I get a 9. Uh, so, it's not the best. So, But it's not, it's not so critical, again, that they, they fail. But I think they... They thump a little bit too hard, um, and like and it, it, it definitely leaves a sound. There's there's a potential that they will have been um, detected here, uh, and so that that's part of it. I think it uh, it, it shocks them a little bit too, like uh okay, but they land, uh, they make it there. I think the other thing is they drifted off their target a little bit. So they're gonna have to go a little bit farther to get to where they're even guessing the fuel tanks would be. Um, so yeah, we, uh, they're gonna try to cut their way in um, using some sort of like a, a little torch or, or something like that, like a. Um, and actually, Nikola has a skill for this, which is uh, demolitions, which is really more for like charges and stuff. But I think this would be, I think this would be similar. It's also a fourteen plus for him. Um, but because this is simple enough, it's not like. A, Not super high tension, super high stress. I'm not going to make him roll for it. I think he's got the skills. They take the time. Uh, They get in there. They get into some sort of event. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, I guess we need to find out what the situation is like in there. Um, For one, we need to know if there's anybody directly in this room. This is a fairly big space station. There probably aren't that many pirates. So I think it's very unlikely that they're uh, in this in whatever chamber they find themselves in. Um, but it's possible. I mean, very unlikely. There's a 45% chance here. 89. Uh, almost an extreme no, but it's not. Uh, so it's definitely no. So there's there's nobody in this chamber. It all seems fairly quiet. I kind of want to see what is the purpose of this room. So I'm going to use the action subject table to see what I get. 63, which is ambush, um, 80. Ambush, art. Okay, ambush, art. Okay. Um, on a space, so I think... Ambush art in this case is probably like um, this is not like a gallery. It would be weird on a space station, but maybe this is like a stage, like a live stage or something like that. and They could have different performances or whatever on the space station. So they're in some sort of a stage room. So it's fairly large. Um, there's there's probably some random sorts of equipment around. Um, so they need they need to figure out their way. They need to see if there's any active panels. Are there any active panels in here? I, I don't know. Fifty fifty. Uh, 91 no so there's there's not really much in the way of power here they've got their headlamp lights on um, this this just there's, there's doesn't make sense I guess for that there would be a, a panel here that's going to have a lot of information this is more or less a utilitarian room uh, so they sneak around to the side um, and uh, listen at the door to see if they see if they hear anything um, do they in fact I don't know 50 50 42. That would be the answer, wouldn't it? So they do hear something. Um, uh, it makes sense that they'd be hearing the pirates. What are they hearing? Action 89. Attract uh, 32. Attract plans. Okay. They they hear people talking like, I think they must have landed. They landed over here. Uh, there, there was definitely a, a, a thud. Okay, so now Nicola and this other crew member who is has yet to be named... Uh, they know for sure. Okay, they did thump too hard. They heard them, th- you know, thump on the outside and cut into here. So then they're gonna they're gonna be here any second. Um, oh, I think so. The room we said is already dark. I think they turn. They find some cover and they turn down their headlamps. I'm gonna basically make. Uh, I'm gonna make a total fifty fifty roll here. I'm gonna roll a d6 on a one to three. Um. The the. People, the, whoever, however many people are on the outside, come bursting into this room. Um, so yeah, let's see. It's a four, so they don't come bursting through. They, uh, they start looking around. They must be moving into another room. Uh, so I think Nicola wants to try to sneak across because they'll eventually get here. Um, they'll eventually get here quickly, and they want to be able to catch them, the, the, whoever's there, in an ambush. Maybe not to. To fight them, to defeat them, but just to fight them off and to try to see if they can make a break for it. Um, they at least want to have the element of surprise while they've got it. So they gear up. They get ready to open the door. They open the door and they rush out. This is going to be an agility saving throw, I think. Um, I think they've got the they've got some advantage here on this. Um, so I think it's going to be a minus two on the difficulty, which is just going to mean I'm going to add uh, minus two to the target. Um, cause I think it's fair. It should be fairly easy because they've got the element of surprise. So he, uh, he needs to roll a 12 plus. Okay. He only gets a five. So whoever's here definitely hears and we're going to get into some combat. I'm going to roll a D three and see how many of them there are. Okay, there's two. There are two guys out there. We're going to get into some initiative. We're going to get to our first combat. Um, and those guys obviously won't be surprised because they, they failed the, the sort of ring across. Um, so here's how it's going to work. We're going to roll a D6 for each either side for the first round. We're going to get into it. Okay, so the party goes first. They sort of get the drop on him. Uh, they've already seen them. It's already going to be too late. Somebody's going to shoot, you know, better be Han. We better shoot first, all right? So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, Nikola is gonna take a shot with his carbine. Um, let's maybe get some basic some basic stats for, for these pirates. There probably actually is something we can just wholesale take uh, in the book here. And in fact, there is. We've got some stats for um, some pirates here. Let's roll some hit dice for them. Ooh, they each only have two hit points. That is nice. Well, I'll roll for both. That's I don't want to cheat that much. All right. The other one, two—one is two hit points. The other one has eight, uh, and they're going to both be a C12. We'll say. Okay, so first uh, Nikola is going to take a shot with his carbine. He's well within range, um, and let's see—he gets a bonus plus one, uh, and it's, it adds his agility bonus, which he does not have one. Okay, yeah. So it's definitely going to hit with a 17. So he takes a shot um, at the at the first pirate on the left. Um, boom, boom! So well, just one shot, I guess. Roll 2d6 for the damage. Okay, that is three damage. I need to know if it's the one with two health or the one with um, with eight. So I'm going to roll a d2. Okay, it's the one with eight damage, so he takes the shot. The one on the left is the one with eight, so he does uh, his three damage there. Five. All right, this other, um, we'll give this other guy the same the same weapon here. He's going to have a, a rifle, which has the same stats. Uh, and we will give him, a, he doesn't have a basic attack bonus, he doesn't have a bonus of any kind. Uh, and so he takes a shot, he misses. The pirates are going to shoot back, uh, defense. Uh, well, D2, low, or actually let's do evens It's me, odd, it's the other guy Okay, evens is me, so take a shot At me Got AC12, let's see They've got a bonus of 1 Basic attack bonus of 1 Okay Okay, so the one shoots and misses The next one shoots at Me again He also misses uh, As uh, Nicola just runs straight up Straight at him Uh, So now we're going to get into the next round of combat with the initiative here. Okay, the party gets to go first again. Nikola takes his shot at the same person as before. Definitely going to hit with another 17 for 7 damage. That is enough to... uh, So it's a headshot on this guy. Takes him right out. Uh, His other party member takes his shot. Uh, He also hits... Uh, with a 16, which is great. He does 2d6 damage, ah, which is actually always going to kill this guy. So the uh, the other guy takes a shot too, boom, hits him with a headshot. Um, they take out these pirates. These pirates are definitely taken out. That was going to be fairly loud, or a couple shots exchanged, obviously, so they need to hurry and get out of here. So the first thing that uh, Nikola does, he goes over, he grabs the comms unit from the one pirate to see if they have any, any ship-to-ship comms. Uh, does he hear any static on the channel, on the line, 50-50? Uh, 83, no, it's all, it's all, or there's no static, it's all quiet, so they must have intership communications, this will be great, because Nicola will be able to listen in on anything that they're saying. Are they saying anything right now, does anything come through the comms that's useful now? Um, I think it's 50-50, probably. Uh, 16, yes. So something comes over the line, what are they talking about? Action. 78 cruelty 97 cruelty leadership cruelty leadership okay yeah i think that um hmm so they know they do know where they're here the other guys reporting they're they're nearby um i think cruelty leadership means actually that the other guys are saying that basically you guys take care of it we can't spare the uh we can't spare any reinforcements So reinforcements are currently not on the way. Now we need to know if there's a panel nearby. I I think that that's very likely that at this point now there is a panel nearby that will show us uh, some schematics here. Uh, 49, so yeah, they're able to find some schematics. How far away, um, how far away are they from the fuel rods? Um, Basically, is there anybody in between them and the fuel rods? Will they be able to get to it closely? Uh, I don't know. It, it seems, it seems unlikely because they were fairly far away from the beginning. They missed the target. So I'd say it's probably, un- it's actually probably very unlikely that they're near the fuel pods. 68. Yeah. So there, there's going to be some more people in between. It's going to take a little bit to get there. Okay. Let's go ahead and end this scene, um, and move on to the next one because I think that, um, now they're going to really be moving through the ship, and we're going to check in with the, with the Francesco to see how they're doing, if there's any p- progress on the alien front. But first, let's bring the Chaos Factor back down to five, because uh, they were actually mostly in control there, I think, uh, of that situation. So now we're going to roll to see if there's any sort of interrupt scene as they move through the space station to find the fuel rods, or the fuel canisters, rather. Okay, there's no interrupt scene, so they are able to, uh, to traverse through. So they're going through the ship. And, uh, let's see, if they need, they're need. they probably gonna try to see if they can find some access to uh, to vents. Are there any sort of like, is there any vent systems that they can use to cut through? There's maybe some risk and maybe it'll take longer or something, but is there something like that, like a vent system that they can use to sneak into the fuel chamber? Um, I don't know, let's say 50-50, uh, 46. Yes, um, so there is a vent system. Um, wasn't any exceptional, yes, so. Uh, It's gonna be a little long and winding, uh, and they're gonna have to try really hard to be quiet. In the meantime, uh, they don't have a way of contacting the Francesco because there's not ship communication. Um, So really, they just need to see if they they hear anything else on the comms. Uh, So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have another, um, we're gonna have a bit of a check here to see how uh, how well they're able to stay quiet uh, through the vents. So we'll have a saving throw um, I think this one again, as long because they're really taking their time. Um, I think this is a fairly easy one, so we'll we'll just give um, we'll just give it a minus two uh, again on the difficulty. So we need a twelve plus on the die. Uh, all right, no A three. That's pretty bad. I think what happens is that they're they're climbing through the vents. It's not that they're because they are taking their time. It's not that they're clumsy and really loud. But here's the thing: at some point in the middle of this vent, something comes on the comms. Nikola forgot to turn the comms down, so they can hear comms coming through the vent. Are they detected, or do they know that? Do they know that they're in the vents, or do they know that they're nearby? We didn't know if they're if they if the people that they're coming in contact with know at the moment that they are in the vents. Do they know that they're in the vents? Uh, it seems, I don't know, I would say 50-50, because it, it, maybe it's bouncing around weird. Uh, 50-50. 45, yes. They know that they're in the vents. So now Nicola and this other guy are gonna have to make a break for it to try to find, uh, to try to find a room. Um, so they, they, they look for a vent that's close by. Are they able to find quick access to another room? Or are they stuck sort of in this vent? I I would say it's somewhat likely they'll be able to find uh, access to another room. 98. Oh, gosh. Extreme. No. Oh, man. They probably passed some accesses to various rooms. uh, But, oh, man. Okay. Well, there's no access to other, other rooms here, like, through doors or hatches or anything. How thick are the vents here? I feel like they're probably not super thick and sturdy. I'm thinking, like, normal ducting. Um, so I'll we'll say that that's very likely. Is it is it, is it normal like normal sturdiness of, of ducts? Uh, I would say very uh, very likely. Sixty two, yeah. So here's what here's what we're gonna do. I think that Nikola is going to. I think Nikola is gonna try to bust through the bottom because they're gonna they're about to get shot at. I think he's gonna try a last ditch effort to bust through the vent to just drop into whatever room they're in. It's a bit of a risk but I don't think he's got any choice. It's probably not going to work either. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a saving throw. I think this is hard. I'm going to give it a plus two, so he needs a 16 plus. But he does have a physique bonus of plus one, so he really needs to roll a 15 or higher on the die. Ah, I need to roll in the die straight. That I haven't done in a while. It's been a couple months since I dropped a die out of the tray because it's been a couple months since I've recorded. Here we go. Oh, 10, That's just a 10 just not gonna do it. He's trying to bust through. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that whoever's below is gonna are gonna try to take some shots. Uh, how many people are below? Let's roll a D3. There are three people below. They're gonna take some shots, but this is gonna count as some cover. So it's gonna add, uh, let's say, let's say it's gonna add two to their AC. Um, so each of them are gonna get a free shot at this point um, this is because we're kind of, sort of in pseudo rounds here. So each of them is gonna take a shot. Uh, let's see odds. Uh, they're shooting at the other guy evens uh, Nicola. okay shooting at the other guy. One of them hits for uh, let's give this other guy damage. we'll give him a D6 this other crew member get it in the dice tray james okay he's got six health which you know good for him all right we're gonna say this is pistol fire it's gonna be a d6 two two damage oh man that sucks <clears throat> all right next one is shooting at same guy becomes the roll 12 or higher the die will do it nope misses the third one shoots at well, wow, same guy sucks for him oh at 19 i'll do it Four. Uh, six damage. Um, so you hear... Like auto-pistol fire goes off through the vents. Uh, this other crew member is going through, gets hit a little bit on the shoulder, thinks he's going to make it, and then just... Just bleeds out uh, in this vent. I think is going to have to make a break for it. He's not going to be able to bust through this vent. He's going to have to make a break for it. I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have him make, he's just gonna try to charge by just like crawling as fast as he can to go around the bend and avoid this. Um, so I'm gonna make him make a saving throw and he's just he's just trying to move through quickly. So it's gonna be, um, he's just trying to power through. Is it should be agility or physique? Mm. I think agility makes the most sense. So an agility saving throw to escape into some, closer to some sort of other room. It's not gonna do it. It's not gonna do it. He's gonna have to take another round of shots. We'll make this one the last round before he um, is able to hopefully find somewhere else before we'll check to see if there's if there's a vent or something. Alright, here come the shots. Three guys shooting. He's ready to give him that partial cover. Again, adding two to his AC. First shot misses. Second shot misses. Third shot. Misses. Okay, man. The bullets are just coming up, coming up, coming up he's powering on. We need to know, at this point, does he have access to some sort of event to get the heck out of here? At this point, I'm going to say uh, it's it's likely. He's been crawling for a while now. 57, yes. Uh, so eventually he's able to find a vent. He busts through the vent. And he drops down. Is he in the same room as the people before? I don't know. 50-50. 24, yes he is yes he is so he drops down is there any cover available 50 50 87 no it's it's a pretty wide open room let's get some an initiative then nikola goes second unfortunately the three other guys take their auto pistol shots Um, he's got no cover now first shot misses second shot is going to hit four oof Five damage on Nikola. Nikola takes his first shot here, takes his first hit. He's been lucky in combat for a long time in this in the in Traveler, which is kind of crazy. All right, so yeah, he takes five damage, bringing him down to eight. The third guy shoots and misses. All right, um, I think Nikola is going to um, make a mad dash for some cover. Um, so he's gonna move towards the door, and is he able to, he, there wasn't cover directly in front of him, it, can he find any cover in this room? I'm gonna say it's likely. 27, yeah. So he's able to find some cover. He dashes behind that cover. He's gonna take a shot, um, at one of the guys here. Let's get them health. Let's roll some D6s for these pirates' health. Uh, get a 6, a 2, and a 2. Okay, Nicola takes a shot at one of them from behind his cover um i forgot he is a weapon specialist with that carbine as well so he's going to get a plus he gets a plus one to hit um at level two with that so their ac is 12 so he takes his shot um let's see he gets just that one oh man just barely with both of those bonuses and he hits for 2d6 damage He does seven damage. Who does he hit? He's going to take one of them out. Um, Let me roll a D3 uh, to see who he hits. Okay, he hits one of the ones that had two health, so he takes one of them and kills them right away. Okay, now it's time for the next round of combat. Uh, Maybe Nicola will get lucky, and he'll go first this time. He does. Okay, he gets this other round. He's going to take a shot at the next one. 14 on the die will do it. He takes, it. he takes a hit for, or he, he hits them for five damage. Who does he hit that's going to matter? We'll roll a D2. Yes, okay, the other one with two healths. So boom, boom, takes another guy out. I need to know if this guy runs. Um, I don't remember if there's like a morale chart in here. I could certainly take one from, um, from another game if there isn't one in here. I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay, there's no sort of reaction to roll in here, and I don't have any of the other games in front of me right this very second, so we're just going to ask Mythic, uh, does this guy know that he's lost two, does he run away? I'm going to say it's it's somewhat likely, because he just, boom, boom, one shot to each of them, took him straight out. Uh, so we'll call it somewhat likely on this Chaos Factor 5. 68. Okay, so no, he doesn't run away. He decides to stay put. Um, okay, so he's going to take a shot back at Nikola. Now, one of the things that's cool about this game... Not as deadly as it sounds, Um, for the character here, and we'll see for the the heroes, we'll we'll do it the same way. So anybody in the party, the the fact that the other guy, he may not actually be dead, we'll we'll get to that. There's actually a critical hit table to see what happens um, when that happens. Now, normally I would do it on the spot, but for drama's sake, I wanted to move past it. We'll do sort of a roll over the body type thing in this particular case. If it happens to Nicola, we'll do it right away. Okay, so this other guy takes a shot um, at Sir Nicola. Oh, he gets a natural 20. There's no uh, critical bonuses, I don't think, or anything for this game. I don't remember. Uh, It's been so long. Let me look. Oof. Okay, so there actually, there is, uh, it's an optional rule, but you know what? We're going to do it anyway, Um, because I'm a sadist, apparently. So it does double damage, which is just completely buck wild. Okay, double damage. Ugh, it's 12 damage. Uh, Is that enough to take him down? Okay, yeah. So Nicola takes what me, what is called a, a critical hit. So the 20 is not called a critical uh, necessarily; uh, just does double damage. But the critical is when the PC um, is suffering a, uh, let's see, when suffering a critical hit, which is a hit points down to zero, uh, he or she will take a critical hit when suffering a critical hit. Immediately roll a one d6 plus the physique modifier and refer to critical hit table. Uh, let's see, further damage while at zero results in another, but then you add minus one to the roll. Okay. Um, so maybe the way that's phrased, maybe we won't do that for the other guy. Maybe we'll just do it for Nikola, because he's the hero. That's kind of the way they put it. See, so there, other guy's dead. Okay. Uh, we're gonna make a roll on the critical table. He has a physique bonus of plus one, which it, it could, it could be huge. What happens? He rolls a four, so really it's a five. No effect. So he is at zero health. Um, so he's taking a lot of damage, but he doesn't die. There's zero other effect. Okay. Uh, so now, that was the end of that round. There's another round here. Ah, one die got in there. Okay, the other guy goes first. Emboldened, he's going to take another shot at Nicola. He misses this time. Uh, Nicola knows it's all or nothing here, stands up to take the shot on this other guy. is running at him, so he doesn't have any cover or anything. Uh, let's see, so he's going to get a total bonus of plus two here. Ugh. He rolls a natural one, um, so we'll just say his gun jams, uh, and he has to spend the rest of the time clearing it. He ducks down spends the rest of the time clearing it. Okay, this guy's got to be closing in now, um, he's getting pretty close, all right, initiative time. Uh, yes, Nicola goes first this time. Nikola has cleared the gun now. Takes another shot at this last guy. Uh, let's see, oh, just short just by one. He's really short just by one. Yep, he rolled an 11. This guy's AC is 12. It's not gonna do it. All right, other guy's gonna take a shot at Nikola. He has cover though as he ducks back down. Uh, so his AC is a total of 14. He misses. Next round. Okay, uh, is gonna go first. Uh, so let's see here uh, yeah Nikola stands up takes the shot total of plus 2 with bonuses just dang it just short again that 11 alright this other guy's closing in takes a shot at Nikola uh, that 14 plus 1 that would be 15 is, is just enough to do it so he hits him it doesn't really matter the amount of damage so it's another critical hit on Nikola Bratislav um, so it's a minus one on the table. He has a physique bonus of plus one, so it's just just the roll. If we roll a natural one in here, then Nicolette is dead. Six. Adrenaline Surge. The character gains 1d6 HP. At the end of the combat, the adrenaline drains away. HP reduced to zero. The character loses consciousness for 1d6 times 10 minutes. So, he basically has three temporary hit points. Okay. Uh, I guess it's time for the next round so they've got to be—they're totally got to be within melee range at this point um, so here's what we're going to do we're going to roll the initiative here Nikola gets to go first in this case he now is going to pull out his blade and go to stab this guy coming around the corner um, so he's going to get a total bonus again a plus 2 because he's got a physique bonus of plus 1 plus his base, base hit bonus of plus 1 so he gets a plus 2 to the roll he roll, keeps rolling that same darn nine. Not great. The other guy goes to take a hit that there's no, uh, well, you know what though? It's gonna be awkward for him. He's gonna have, we're gonna give him a minus two because he's shooting in melee. Like with, with this guy, I don't think he has a, a blade on him. So he's shooting within melee. That's gonna be a minus two. So he gets a total of uh, um, minus one to the roll. Okay, he misses Nikola. Nikola goes again. Well, we'll see. Initiative, uh, other guy's gonna try again. Gonna take another shot at a to- minus one. Uh, he misses. Nikola's gonna go to stab with his blade. He swings and misses. Okay. Um, let's go to the next round. Let's do something here. Okay. Nikola's gonna go. He's gonna. Um, I think he's gonna try to. Um, let's see. Let's see how his. Let's see how his martial arts skill works here. He's got a martial arts skill. That's pretty fun. Okay, yeah, Nikola's going to uh, go to just elbow this guy. That'll be fun. That'll be some fun flavor. There is martial martial arts damage here with uh, unarmed weapons, so he's going to try to hit him with the back of the blade. Uh, let's see here. That uh, is not going to do it. The other guy, um, now that they're really within melee range, I think the other guy's probably going to try to do the same thing. Uh, and he whiffs okay now Nikola has has whiffed again he's angry he's gonna to try to go for the blow he gets the initiative come on Nikola okay that's finally gonna do it he finally hits this guy finally beats his AC uh, his blade does 1d6 damage if we get um, if we get a 5 or a 6 on this die it'll, it'll kill it'll kill this guy uh, it'll do 4 damage he's got 2 health left alright He's going to take his unarmed strike back that's not going to do it next, hopefully the last round Nikola goes first and he's going to try to stab him again with the blade it's not going to do it the other guy same thing the other guy rolls a natural one so if he fumbles enough he gets in an awkward position I'll give a uh, an additional plus one to Nikola on the next round Nicholas trying to go in and finish this fight. He gets the initiative. He's going to try to stab. He's got a total of plus three. Uh, man, with that—that that, that is that uh, nine again. But that plus three is finally enough uh, to to match the AC here. And he's going to go in for one d6 damage. Uh, and he, yeah, his minimum is two. So he finally takes this guy out. As he does that, though, he Oops. after he does that, though, um, because he had those like sort of three. Adrenaline Surge hit points. After the combat's over, though, let's see exactly what it says. It says, uh, let's see, here we go. Come on. It's a small book and I'm I'm managing to turn to every single page that is isn't that one. Okay. Uh, Let's see, at the end of combat, the adrenaline drains away. Uh, All of a sudden, his eyes are starting to go black. Everything's going black. His HP is reduced to zero and he loses consciousness for 1d6 times 10 minutes. He loses consciousness for 10 minutes. Okay. Does anyone find him in this state? We're at Chaos Factor five, and to be honest, I think it's very likely that somebody will find him in this state. Ah! Man, that was the worst actual D100 roll of all times. 58. Uh, I said it was very likely. So, yes, somebody finds him. Uh, so, the next scene um, is that uh, I guess, let's see, Nicola regains consciousness uh, in pirate captivity. Well, we'll see. He may yet be able to deal with them or, or make some sort of tenuous temporary alliance to deal with the androids. Maybe he'll be able to use the threat of the androids to his favor, but he passes out, and he doesn't yet come to consciousness. He just hears the sound of his own heartbeat, and everything goes black. And we'll see you next time on Subclass Act. Hey, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. It's been a while since I've done one of these uh, the combats. Um, you know, there were a little bit, uh, you know, uh, swing and whiff, swing and whiff, swing and whiff. Um, so we'll see. You know, We'll see what's, if, I, um, if I use the system for next episode or not. I think it's fun. I think it's a fun system. It's pretty quick to go, even though there's some whiffing and stuff. Um, you, it goes so darn fast. It's, it's not that big of a deal to me. But I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. Thank you so much again for tuning in and listening to Subclass Act. Please feel free to, uh, to call in, uh, leave a message either through, I uh, I think it, I, don't remember, I don't think you can do that through the Anchor app anymore. Which is really unfortunate. Um, at this point, really the only thing Anchor does for me is allow me to. Um, it just syndicates my podcast, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But you can always email me an audio file. Um, uh, my email will be in the in the show notes. You can check it out there. This is an always free podcast, so I just I just hope that people enjoy the show. So um, please feel free to give me a shout out. Send me an email. Um, I'll read it on the air if you want. Um, If you don't want that, then just let me know and say, hey, you can send an audio message or an email and say, hey, I'd rather this not be on the podcast, but I just wanted to say, you know, blah, 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 whatever. So uh, anyways, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time on Sub Class Act.